Welcome to the Happy Hormones podcast, where we are exploring the crucial role that hormonal balance can play in your physical and emotional health and some of the ways that balance can be restored. Joined again by Dr. Ghazala Aziz Scott from the Marion Gluck Clinic to discuss hormone replacement therapy, HRT, which as we discussed a little bit in the, in the first podcast has been a bit controversial over the years. We're going to look at some of the positive long-term effects here and we will look at some of the risks associated with it with another colleague of yours in another episode, so it will be balanced. Is the menopause something which is inevitable? Is it delayable? What are the signs that it's coming your way? I mean, the menopause is inevitable for all women. So all women will go through the menopause at some stage of their lives. How it impacts different women can vary. And, and, and broadly, when when would you expect the menopause to to kick in we've discussed the perimenopause before at what point does it tip over into menopause the average age of menopause in the uk is about 51 so um you know it can be uh, around the age of 51 people you know will 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 start um noticing symptoms of menopause but you know they probably have had symptoms of the perimenopause leading up to it but may or may not have done anything about it and it may have been relatively tolerable people and sometimes if people um actually have quite a good lifestyle so they they're um, eating very healthily they exercise they take supplements um you know they they find ways to relax they practice mindfulness or meditation very often you know they seem to tolerate the um the you know the perimenopause better than people who've got a lot of stress maybe other medical problems and and, you know and not having such a healthy lifestyle and and throughout most of history would the menopause have been perhaps undiagnosed and untreated? Well, I think it's also to do with longevity. So, you know, in the 1900s, early 1900s, um, you know, women didn't live beyond the age of 50. I mean, if you think about the Victorian times, um, women died in childbirth very commonly. So very often you didn't live a lot of your life in the in the menopause, you know, people's life expectancy was a lot lower. And now a woman born today can expect to live till she's 100 um, so it means that you might live 50% of your life in the menopause. So having quality of life and having an understanding of, you know, how that hormonal deficiency impacts your body is incredibly important. I mean, a lot of people look at um, menopause now as um, a chronic female hormone deficiency. And, you know, in a way, if you if you have diabetes, no one stops you from taking your insulin, which is the hormone that you need. Um, if you have low thyroid levels, no one stops you from taking the thyroxine that you need. So I think, you know, we have to change our mindset and we have to recognize that the lack of estrogen has an enormous impact on uh, a woman's body. And it does have long term health consequences if you don't take HRT. Well, I mean, let's let's get into that. The As I said, we'll, we'll look at the risks in another episode and, you know, there do seem to be some, but in terms of the positives, what are the compelling reasons for why somebody should take HRT? Well, number one um, is osteoporosis. Um, so osteoporosis is a condition that causes our bones to become much thinner and it makes the risk of a fracture much higher, even from like a simple fall. So, you know, classic old lady fracture that we see commonly in general practice is um, a fractured neck of femur, so a fractured a hip. 
um, fracture of the, the wrist. So they fall over when they're getting off the bus and they, they fracture their scaphoid bone. And sometimes they actually have um, a stress fracture of the lumbar spine. So you get an old lady presenting with really bad back pain. You x-ray her back and she's actually got fractured um, a lumbar vertebrae. So the bones become so brittle that very minor stresses causes them to, to fracture um, bones are very metabolically active tissue and it regenerates throughout our lives and we're constantly laying down new bone and then absorbing old bone uh, to keep our bones strong and healthy and up to the age of 30 we build more bone than we lose but then after this there is a gradual decline in bone density with age but it falls very sharply after the menopause due to deficiencies of not only estrogen progesterone is also important and testosterone unless we use hormone replacement um, and I think it's about uh, about 10% of a woman's bone mass is lost in the first five years of the menopause. So that's quite significant. Um, and women are at higher risk of developing osteoporosis because we've got smaller bones um, and have a longer life expectancy in general. Okay, moving beyond bones, why else would you encourage someone to go on HRT? Um, also, um, cardiovascular health. So um, this refers to conditions that affect the heart and the blood vessels. So our veins, our arteries and our capillaries. And types of cardiovascular disease include um, coronary heart disease. So people having heart attacks and angina, strokes and vascular dementia. So estrogen is hugely beneficial to our cardiovascular systems in many ways. So it works by relaxing, smoothing and dilating blood vessels. So blood flow um, is good. It increases HDL cholesterol. HDL is the good guy of cholesterol. And it decreases LDL cholesterol, which is the bad guy. And that is the, the bad guy is involved in um, uh, fatty plaque buildups, um, which then can cause heart attacks and strokes. And it also soaks up free radicals that can cause um, damage to the delicate lining of blood vessels, which is called the endothelium. Um, I mean, there are some negative effects of estrogen on the cardiovascular system, and it can promote blood clot formation. And this is where, you know, HRT got really bad press because there is a slightly increased risk of strokes with oral estrogen therapy. Um, so when you're taking um, estrogen by mouth. Um, now, cardiovascular disease is actually the number one killer of women. So when people get alarmed about HRT and say, oh, you know, but it increases your risk of breast cancer, the kind of breast cancers you get postmenopausally are not the ones that kill you. And breast cancer is the sixth commonest death for women. But it is cardiovascular disease is the number one killer of women. So anything we can do to help our cardiovascular health is really, really important. Um, I mean, the other thing is because... Um, if you're taking HRT, you actually, you know, you do feel much better. You have a generalized improvement in your energy levels. You're more likely to self-care. You're more likely to exercise. You have fewer carbohydrate cravings. Your metabolism is generally improved. It's easier to lose weight. You sleep better. Your mood's better. You have better relationships. So all of these things, you know, um, have an impact on, on your general health and your cardiovascular health. Any other big health benefits? The other one that's huge is Alzheimer's. So, I mean, Alzheimer's is, you know, is, is, a, is a very frightening diagnosis. Lots of people are worried about Alzheimer's. Um, and with, with the ageing, you know, with the fact that we are living longer, the risk of Alzheimer's increases as you get older. And um, lots of studies have shown that there's a much reduced risk of developing Alzheimer's and other types of dementia in women who take HRT. So both estrogen and progesterone are neurosteroids and they improve cognitive function and memory by impacting the actual 
physical structure of brain cells. Um, I mean, there is there is uh, there are there's a functional medicine doctor who's quite famous in the um, Alzheimer's world called Dr. Dale Bredesen, and he's got this thing called the Bredesen Protocol, which is used um, to help patients with Alzheimer's, and he strongly believes that optimizing all hormone levels um, results in a reversal of the decline of Alzheimer's. So. Um, you know, we, we, we've got a few patients at the Marion Group Clinic who've got Alzheimer's who we are balancing their hormones to try and give them the best chance possible. And, and, and to move to something much more cosmetic in terms of, I guess, appearance, things like skin, hair, nails, are they impacted? Definitely, definitely. I mean, I always notice, you know, the patients who have been on HRT for a number of years, they definitely um, look more youthful. You know, a, Estrogen is very important in uh, collagen production, which is what gives our skin its structure. So, you know, saggy skin and wrinkles are caused by decreased collagen production. Um, hair as well is quite dependent on um, your hormones. So, um, you know, you're much likely, more likely to have less hair loss and thicker, more glossy hair when you're taking estrogens. Um, and we now specifically at the Marion Gluck Clinic have... Um, facial creams that are cosmeceuticals as we call it so we have three different face creams which have um, low doses of hormones in them they're very safe to use very none you know very little is absorbed into the bloodstream but they specifically target your skin they also have other beneficial skin products in them like vitamin a vitamin c um, and we can also add in extra products like oil of evening primrose to give you a custom-made face cream um, but the east, it's the um, the hormones that have the the, the benefits of um, helping with fine lines and um, less saggy skin. Mm. So I guess when it comes to an individual decision whether or not to to go on HRT, it's it's about weighing up the risks which are out there and the benefits which you say are pretty substantial. Yeah, and and your so with when we talked about the perimenopause, perimenopause is very much about your short-term quality of life, you know, people are just feeling pretty pretty dreadful. With with menopause, you know, pe- once people have gone through those wildly fluctuating hormones of the perimenopause, um it's realizing that you might have gone through the perimenopause, but your hormone levels are really continuing to drop. And it's not just dealing with those short-term difficult symptoms of hot flushes, low energy, but it's now looking at what are the long-term health problems of this chronic female hormone deficiency that menopause is. And once on those hormones, is, is do you generally stay on them? Do, you, do, do they stop working if you come off? No. Well, if you come off them, then um, your levels will drop again. But what we can do, what we tend to do is, you know, um, when people uh, we can we can tailor the hormone um, doses according to what people need. But you know, if someone's in their seventies or eighties, we can, you know, uh, we can make doses a little bit lower. Uh, but in general, um, you can take um, HRT till till you till you're dead, really. Um, and I and I can't see why you would come off it, you know, because uh, the chronic, you know, the the, the hormone deficiencies are not going to go away, and these. These hormones have very uh, powerful um, effects on our body. So you can actually take them long term, uh, especially the bioidenticals, because we know that they are safer. They have got fewer side effects um, and we can give much lower doses than you can get on conventional HRT treatment available on the National Health Service. Without wanting to uh, to put you in the clinic out of work, if 
it isn't suitable for someone, what is the alternative to HRT? Um, well, I mean, you know, there are also women who've, um, you know, had breast cancer with you know, estrogen receptor positive or progesterone receptor positive. So obviously, you know, I mean, women can take um, HRT even when they've had breast cancer. And that's a personal choice after about, you know, after a few years, and especially if they've got terrible quality of life. But, um, you know, if people can't tolerate it, then, you know, we, we, we can use um, supplements, we use what we call adaptogens. So there are certain herbal things that can be quite helpful. Um, and, we, you know, we can try people on those. But in general, though, I have to say that, um, you know, we have such a range of products and such a range of doses that we can compound. There aren't that many people who don't tolerate it, you know. Um, I mean, obviously, there you know there were, there may be a small percentage of people who do develop you know cancers that you know may not be related to their HRT. They may be independent. But if you're on HRT and you develop breast cancer, then you know you might make a decision to stop taking the HRT. Doctor Gazala Aziz Scott, thank you very much. Um, there's another episode out there with you looking at perimenopause, and also one more with you sort of introducing the whole idea of hormones and with your colleague. Uh, I've been talking to them about andropause and some of the fears which are out there around HRT. Those are more happy hormone podcasts. <laughs>